Here's your hat back, kid. Gee, thanks. Wow, cool costume. Thanks. Your mom made it for me. Right after we banged. What? Um, <laughs> I said my mom made it for me. In the closet is where it's hanged. Um, hung? Well, I'm more thick to stick than long and strong, but your mom, you know, she doesn't seem to mind. Huh? I said, floor sticks too quick when bong used wrong, but my mom isn't mean or kind. Um, uh, okay. Um, well, thanks for saving me, Superman. My pleasure, kid. I stand for truth, justice, and the American way of your mom. My mom? I said what I said. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has great attack. We move of Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. My name is Shoff, and I am located here in the gorgeous, wintry Windsor, Colorado. With me on the line, my very, very best friend. I couldn't possibly do this show without him, and I'm so glad to have him uh, here on this podcast every week because it's just a great excuse to have a, a best friend to talk to and and, 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 and friends, 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 and, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for this guy. But let's give it up for my co-host, the wonderful Wonder Rob. Wonder Rob! Wonder Rob. Wow. Hey. <laughs> that was good. Hey, you know what? I uh, didn't even practice that. It was just <laughs> off the dome. See, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you can look forward to with Geek, so to speak, is uh, Wonder Rob is so good with stuff off the dome. It just things just like manifest in his brain. And as soon as it leaves his lips, it's comedy gold. So thank you, Wonder Rob. <laughs> as soon as it leaves my lips, I regret saying it, <laughs> but I can't take it back because this is recorded. That's right. Put on the internet for That's everybody. Right. <laughs> well, uh, welcome everyone to another episode. This is episode 143. Uh, we are recording this episode on Thursday, February 25th. 
and ideally, if all goes well, this episode should be going live on Friday. So um, with that in mind, we've got a bunch of geek news that we're going to talk about today, stuff that's happened over the past week since we last recorded. Um, and we've got a special segment that we're going to talk about today, which is uh, just a couple of days ago. Superman and Lois debuted on the CW, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the pilot episode, uh, which was a two-hour special, but that's a very inflated uh, two hours. It was basically an hour and three minutes followed by a bunch of uh, advertisements. So, um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Uh, that show uh, a little bit later on the show. Uh, but first and foremost, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are with us for the first time, please take a moment and get that subscribe subscribe button going. Please, please hit it. Please, uh, this is your best way to get informed as far as when our next episodes drop. You'll, you'll have all the latest and greatest information about that. Also, um, we really, really appreciate ratings and reviews. We thrive off of this. It's the elixir of the gods that we feast upon, and we need you. So, we incent our listeners to leave us reviews. Of course, we want positive ones, but we'll take we'll take reviews. I mean, we just want to hear from our fans. We want the feedback so we know what we're doing right. And if there's anything that we need to do better, email us about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put that in a review. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, um, one thing that we uh, love to start our, our podcast episodes with is over the past week, we have busy lives. We are best friends and we talk certainly just about every day, um, sometimes many, many multiple times per day. But um, in the recent weeks, we've both been super duper busy. And um, with that in mind, I don't know a lot about what's going on in Wonder Rob's life. In fact, he dropped some major, major bomb <laughs> on me today. Uh <laughs> And I was like, this guy's kept this a secret for, uh, I would say, probably at least a couple of days because when you visited that place, that was over the weekend. <laughs> so I, I, I want to hear the details. But anyways, whatever Wonder Rob is, is, is uh, uh, comfortable sharing is, is important here. But um, without further ado, Wonder Rob, what's been going on in your past week? Hey, Shaw. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going. Um, nothing really. How about you? Oh, you know, nothing. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Psych. No, this uh, this was a, a, a interesting past weekend, and I want to. I'll tell you, listeners, the uh, quote unquote bombshell that Shop is talking about. But I want to preface it with one thing, Shop. The only reason I didn't mention it is because I wanted to save it as a surprise just to get your genuine reaction out of nowhere. But I wasn't able to save it for a surprise because my wife was like, I'm just going to post stuff to social media. And I was like, oh, cool. So that's just like spoils my ruse that I was that I was doing uh, for the podcast. So that's when uh, you saw what I said and. Uh, the rest is history, but I'll tell I'll tell the listeners about what I've been doing this week. Um, this past weekend, I decided, you know what? I work a lot. Uh, I work in design and engineering. I have more work than I have time to do the work. Just like I say every week, I said, you know what? Just just this once, 
I'm gonna take a little break. So uh, the wife and I we went to Newport Beach, which is about nice. an hour away from us. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. I mean, we just got a hotel um, and mostly stayed in the hotel. Oh yeah, but oh well, yeah, if you, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Six. (laughs) (laughs) We mostly Um, stayed in the hotel. (laughs) But, no, I mean, we we were just taking a staycation. Like, we weren't going to, like, let's go to the beach or anything like that. I just wanted to get, I wanted to get far enough away where it felt like I was in a different surrounding. Like, I wasn't just going down the street to stay in a hotel. But I didn't want to go so far away that it became a whole, like, vacation. I just wanted to get away for the weekend, right? So we went to to Newport, which is only about an hour away. Got a nice hotel. We mostly just chilled out, again, because that's what we really wanted to do. We uh, took the boy. Uh, stayed with Grandma this week. so Or that weekend. So we got to just have some time to ourselves. Um... And it was nice. It was just nice to, you know, just relax a little bit. They have this um, this outdoor mall in Newport called, uh, not Treasure Island. Well, it might be Treasure Island. I'm at, Now I'm totally blanking on, on what it's called. Um, Is it Fashion Island? Fashion Island. Thank you. Did you remember? Did I tell you that or did you know that? You told me that, but I do but, recall with my the the job that I do, I'm pretty familiar with a lot of like ca- California like cities or or like spots. Okay, all right, yeah, I was just like, whoa, good good pull shop. <laughs> good memory. <laughs> I couldn't even remember it, and I was just there. Uh, Fashion Island. So it's just this big outdoor mall. I mean, it's just like any mall that you've been to, but outdoors. It, a little bit bigger though. Um, and we just, you know, did a little shopping. I didn't do buy much, you know. I just got, like, a couple shirts. Uh, my wife bought, like, a pair of shoes. Like, we weren't going to, like, be hoity-toity or anything. Uh, like a lot of people that we saw there. But, you know, we just like, well, we're here. Let's get out of the hotel. Let's go do this. But my wife was uh, aware that there is a particular store, if you want to call it that, uh, <laughs> at... Fashion Island, and so my wife and I, uh, unbeknownst to the podcast, had been talking about going to this store for a little bit of time because uh, one thing that we have currently uh, is ending. Our obligation to it is ending, and we said, well, you know, we're going to need another one. And so we went into this store to find what we needed, and of course they had it. They were eager to sell it to anybody who would say yes. Um, and we said, well, let's just look. <laughs> but you know how you know how just looking goes. Uh, and we ended up buying one, and uh, that was it. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, did I say what it was? Well, no, but I can guess. Uh, so you guys had a vibrator, but it was running out of juice uh, uh-huh. and batteries mm-hmm. were dying. And so you yeah. were going to need a new one. So mm-hmm. that's when you went there and they were very eager to sell you another one because they know of course. how pleasurable it would be to have a new vibrator. Obviously. So Obviously. you guys went ahead and uh, and made the collective decision to get another vibrator. Yeah. Shoot. 
It's like you were there, Shaw. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. Uh, we got a new car, Shaw. A new car. We got a, a new car. Tesla Model Y, Shaw. Why? Tesla. Because you gotta. Because I gotta. Actually. Uh, in our group chat, which is me, you, our corrections department, and for some reason, your mortal enemy, who is also in the group chat. Uh, I know. Vactor. Shout out to Vactor. Um, I let you know that, hey, I'm at the Tesla place, and but don't worry, I'm not getting anything, you guys. I'm just I'm just taking a picture to show Shaft's arch nemesis, Vactor. <laughs> Uh, and before you know it, I uh, I had uh, agreed to a purchase, and um, they de- they delivered the car yesterday. Um. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna harp too much on it because this isn't a Tesla podcast; it's a Geek So to Speak podcast. But it does take a little bit of getting used to Shaw because it does it. The thing that it that threw me off the most about it is that it doesn't drive like a traditional car it meaning you know you put your foot on the the gas and you let go of the gas and the car is gonna continue to roll until it comes to a stop yeah um (laughs) that's not how these teslas no it does not i've driven one before yeah it's not like that (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of stop and go (laughs) with me right now in the tesla you get it's not that bad when you're like on the freeway or you know driving in a 45 but like if you're driving through a parking lot or you're like inching to like make a right hand turn you know onto onto the street or something that's when there's a lot of like stop and starts um but i'm getting used to it i'm getting used to it uh, my favorite thing so far about the car is that of course it's got games in it shop it's got games my buddy <laughs> Uh, Stardew Valley I saw, which I've never played, but I've always wanted to. Of course, I don't know how often I'm going to get the chance to just sit in my car and play it. But it's got that. It's got um, Asteroids. It's got uh, Millipede. It's got a lot of Atari games. Um, But you know what else it had? Chess, Shav. And I said, you know what? Last night was my first real chance to just sit in it and fart around with the settings and and look at everything. So I said, I'm going to play a game of chess against my car. I'm going to teach this car a lesson. I'm going to put my foot so far up this car's bodice that it is going to regret being bought by me. <laughs> and let me tell you, Shaf, the car spanked me at chess. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so I got some work to do. I don't know if I'm just bad at chess or if it's the fact that I was playing against a computer, but it did not let me win. <laughs> Would you say that you're a good chess player? Because I will tell you that in the many years of our friendship, the, 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 the word chess has never come up. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, Unless we're talking the musical. One night in Bangkok and the first year. Or nobody's on nobody's side. (laughs) Remember when that was a phase? Like every, there was like a big chess phase and everybody was listening to that. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. I I enjoy chess, Shaf. I don't play it terribly often because, well, my wife's not terribly into it. Um, it's just, it's strangely enough, it's never a subject that was broached between you and I when we were both in Arizona. Uh, we mostly spend our time 
jacking each other up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hands are full. I can't grab a rook right now because I've got a knight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a cook. Um, just kidding, folks. Or am I? Who it's that's up to that's up to you and your fan fiction to decide. <laughs> <laughs> fan fiction. Oh, there's fan fiction about us. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm yeah, the one writing so, it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I do enjoy chess. I just don't play it terribly often. So that's why I say I don't know if I'm just rusty, and the computer just smoked me, or if it's because I was playing against a computer. But I do like the idea that I can just like sit there and play a game if I need to take it to like a supercharger. Or if my wife's like off doing something, um, so yeah, not bad. So that was my big event this week. Um, I did, I did partake in some smaller entertainment uh, choices. I told you about this already, but I started playing God of War on the PlayStation Five this week. Shop. Um. Oh boy, hold on. It might. I just got a note that says my internet is unstable. Let me just yeah. switch Wi-Fi's here. Okay, sorry, folks. Anyway, now, as you know, I've played God of War on the PlayStation 4. I never beat the game for whatever reason. I don't know. Who knows why I do the things that I do. But I never finished the game. But just recently, they put a PlayStation 5 upgrade to God of War where uh, they upped the frame rate. It's in 4K. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to get back into it because I, I liked that game. And as much as I'm enjoying Immortals Phoenix Rising, I just felt like playing something else for a little bit because I've been just diving really hard into that game. So I've been playing God of War, and I'm liking it, man. Uh, I'm further into it now than I was before. Uh, but I I am enjoying it. Now, you played it, right? Or no, you no, you have played it. You told me you played it. No, yeah, I, I own it as a digital download uh, on my PS4. Yeah. I okay. actually got it as um, it was a Father's Day gift from Sarah uh, last year. She she got me a gift card um, for like the PlayStation Store, and so I thought, what better game to get for a Father's Day gift than a game about a father? So I went with that. Yeah, it's definitely a good father son. It's it's disappointed father simulator is I think the, the yeah. most accurate name <laughs> for God of War. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. So I'll report on that more as I get further. I'm still within... I've only played it for maybe like three hours. Uh, and I'm still further into it than I got uh, before. But I'm not terribly far into it yet. Again, I was enjoying it the first time. I don't know why I stopped playing it. I must have just forgot about it or got distracted or something. Uh, as I tend to do. As I'm sure the listeners know whenever I'm <laughs> talking about, I'm going to watch this show and then I never do it. Um and I won't dive too much into this because I know you haven't read it yet, and I and I'm not finished with it yet. But your arch nemesis Factor very kindly gifted both of us with the a graphic novel, the complete series of the Vision issues one through twelve. And I gotta tell you, I'm not finished with it yet. I think I'm about halfway done, and I am really enjoying this series. Um, the, the way it's written in uh -huh. particular. And I guess I don't want to spoil it, or maybe I've told you already. I can't remember if I've mentioned it, the perspective that it's being written from. Yes, you I, told I me about that. You can share that. Okay, so yeah, it's like it's being narrated by the vision uh, as if it's a story being told 
about something that already happened and just the way it's the way it's laid out i really like um the art i really enjoy and the story is interesting again i'm only halfway through right now but the story's pretty darn interesting so hopefully by next week's episode i will have finished reading it and i can give more in-depth thoughts and i know i don't think you've started it yet shaf so i'm going to give you some time to catch up so we can so we can have a a melding of the minds a powwow if you will (laughs) <laughs> when we uh, when we reconvene next week, but that's that's what I've been up to, my friend. How about you? Oh well, I'm not going to be able to compare to your week because I didn't purchase a Tesla. But well, first of all, did, did you purchase a Tesla? Are you leasing a Tesla? What's the what's oh the yeah? Situation? I should I should be technical on this. I'm leasing it. Okay, I'm leasing the Tesla. Because I thought about buying it, but the actual the deal at the Tesla place was pr- pretty darn good for the lease, and so it and made a little more sense for the lease. Um, the car that we currently have, the lease is, is up soon, so we're essentially just we're like, okay, well we need to get a new car because this lease is up. Um, so that's why we went there, but I I opted for the lease instead of the buy just because for Teslas in particular, the electric cars. Now, I'm not as well-versed as your arch-nemesis Factor, who is a Tesla enthusiast. Excuse me. The words I was just trying to say were Tesla enthusiast because he does have that Tesla T tattooed on his chest like Superman. Uh, But it is just the T and the little pointy part pointing down straight to his dong. Um, (laughs) But the, the technology feels like it's advancing so fast. I was like, well, does it make more sense to buy it? Or to lease it based on the technology advancing. And so I was talking to the person, uh, the very nice representative at the Tesla place, and uh, she agreed uh, about the, the the technology advancing. Although she's just trying to get somebody to sign. So she probably sure, would agree yeah. with it, whatever I said. Oh, yeah, there are three headlights on the front. Yes, this Tesla does have eight wheels. You're so right. Sign here. Yeah, um, but in, in all fairness, a Tesla sells itself. Like, you don't really need a salesman to sell a Tesla. If you want a Tesla, you're going to go buy a Tesla. Like, that's just yeah. how it goes. So we'll see. Um, I might buy it for the next one, but we just wanted to to try it. So that's awesome. That's why we leased. But, yeah, the deal was great, man. It, they have um, pretty reasonable prices. And what I was really most impressed by is after looking at the deals is that, t- to me, Tesla – for the longest time felt like this is going to sound silly maybe, but like, how do I describe it? Like upper echelon of cars were like, like Porsche or Ferrari. Like it was unobtainable. It was like unobtainable. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. But when we sat down and looked at it and looked at the numbers and looked at the thing, it's just as obtainable as anything else. I was just being silly. And it's not, it's not as expensive as you think it is. When you, when you're not when you're leasing, but I mean, if you can put a down payment on it or trade in your car, you know, the, the, the payments that we have for it aren't any more than the payments that we're paying for the car that we have right now. That's awesome. And so uh, it was just like, like I got hit with bricks. I was like, I don't know why I thought this was so scary. It's not like I'm paying $800 a month or anything for this car. It's not any more expensive than the car that we have now. Um, so yeah, it was just, I was just sort of surprised by that. Uh, but yeah, we're enjoying it. We are definitely enjoying it. 
So That's far. awesome. But well, I'm happy we'll for see. you. Congratulations. No. I mean, yes. Congratulations <laughs> to me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't have a week to speak of like that, but I will tell you something pretty magnificent happened over the past week. Uh-oh. You finally got pubes. <laughs> finally. At long last. <laughs> I've been, you know, spreading that lotion on, trying to let him grow. No, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, Sarah and I discovered something that we did not know existed. Okay, all right. Something that both of you didn't know existed. I'm going to make this a game. And it okay, changed, give me another hint. It changed our lives, and it brought us an incredible amount of laughter and happiness. Okay, you both discovered something that you didn't know existed. It changed your lives. That means you love it, whatever it is, and it's bringing you an immense amount of pleasure and happiness. (laughs) Can I ask? Let me ask yes or no questions. Okay. Is it ribbed for her pleasure? (laughs) No. Huh. Is it is it a TV show? Not exactly. Is it is it um uh, uh is it something you watch? Sort of. Sort of. Man. <laughs> is it something you buy? Did you buy this? No. Okay. Is it is it free? To access. It is free to access if you have a subscription. Okay. All right. And I said, did you watch it? And you said, sort of. It's free to access. If- You're not going to be able to guess this one, Rob. You're not going <sighs> to Okay, fine. Guess- All right. Hit me with it. I thought <laughs> I could make it a fun game, but I've- <laughs> it didn't work. What is it? Okay. Deep deep, deep within the bowels of Amazon video, like Prime Video. Uh-huh. On the Amazon Fire TV, which we I just got an, a Fire TV because I'm going to be moving all of my video game consoles up to my room uh, mm-hmm. in the studio here. And so um, with the TV that we currently have that it used to belong to the corrections department, um, we, I still wanted her to have access to all the necessary like apps and stuff that we would watch shows. So I yeah. was like, babe, I'll, I'm going to get us an Amazon fire TV thing. It'll plug in t- through USB. It'll be fine. It'll have access to all this stuff. And then you won't need it. The PS4 down there, blah, blah, blah. So we start hooking up all the apps, getting things back in order. And we've been watching shows every night, which has been really nice, nice. to kind of have, have some quality time together. Cause it's been severely lacking with uh, baby uh, teething very actively and she hasn't been sleeping great. So, so it's been, uh, it's been a little bit rough, but we, <laughs> during one of our evenings together on the couch, um, we happened to stumble upon an app within the Amazon. I don't know if it's just the Fire TV or if it's an Amazon Prime video. Okay. I think it's just the Fire TV. But if you talk to your Alexa in the uh-huh. Fire TV thing and you ask her to fart. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she, she, will, she will fart for you. Alexa will fart for you. And not only that. 
but then it accesses an, an even deeper, very um, niche market of giving you options on what kinds of farts you want to <laughs> listen to. And, <laughs> and so then, <laughs> then she would say things like, if you would like to hear a sticky fart, say sticky fart. Or say random. And so like you would like, she would like encourage you to hear different types of farts. Would you like to hear a wet fart? It was like the weirdest thing. We're like, what are we listening to? And then she was like, then she got really carried away. You could tell Alexa was having a great time because then she, she started to get like really rambunctious. And she was like, if you would like to hear me fart 30 times in a row, just just say yes or whatever and of course we had to say yes i mean you have to take somebody up on that when they they ask you nicely can i please fart 30 times in a row in front of you you're like i would love to to witness that go for it um so she proceeds to do that and then it like she keeps like upping the ante like then she's like well 30 was nothing you guys were fine with that what about 75 farts in a row <laughs> Oh you thought that was good <laughs> How about infinity farts <laughs> Yeah so she keeps she keeps like just doubling down and uh <laughs> and eventually it's like if you would like to hear me fart for 30 minutes say yes or whatever oh no she didn't do that did she 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 did 30 minutes it's ridiculous and not only that but you can also ask her to fart with like like with a timer like with like say don't please fart in the next 15 seconds and so let's say somebody you know you know somebody's gonna be walking in the room in the next like 15 seconds you like cue her up and then she counts down silently and then out of nowhere you hear a giant wet ass fart (laughs) Oh my god. It was the most unique and highly satisfying uh evening uh between Sarah and I. We were we we're just crying laughing. This at, sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty it was good. It was a good time. And fart humor is a big thing here in this house. Uh so we appreciated it. So it was, that was probably the big funny thing. But the other thing I've been doing uh while Wonder Rob has been reading the Vision collection um, I've been reading uh, what I got for Valentine's Day from Sarah, which is a graphic novel. It's actually technically two graphic novels in one. It's the combo of House of X and Powers of X. And this came out back in, I think, 2019 officially. But it's sort of the newest version of the X-Men comics. And Wonder Rob, I cannot stress this enough. You've got to read this. Okay. You've got to read this. Um I don't want to like spoil anything about the plot or anything like that, but the the best and easiest way to describe this graphic novel is it takes place over the course of a thousand years. What? Yeah. A thousand years, multiple lifetimes, and it it's dem- it's like displayed non-linearly. So you don't necessarily you don't go like chronologically from start to finish of a thousand years. It's all over the place. So it can be hard to follow, but for somebody like uh like one of us who understands like time travel, like movies and that, that kind of like format, it's it's totally manageable. Plus this graphic novel does stuff that I've never seen in another uh another like trade paperback or whatever, where they have graphics to help you better understand stuff happening in the, in the, the, uh, comic book. So it's, it's like not a comic book panel, but more like, 
uh, an encyclopedia, if you will. Like it, it goes into hmm. details and defines terms that you might not know. Uh, it goes into timelines and it shows you the various timelines. If somebody has lived for multiple lifetimes, you get to see the various plot points uh, of all of their their existence. Um, that is so, so, so good. It touches on everything for that makes X-Men great. You've got, of course, the rivalry between Xavier and, uh, well, Professor X and, and, and Magneto. You've got the, the core uh, unit of the X-Men that we know and love. You've got some offshoots. You've got some new mutants. You've got uh, some X-Force. You've got the Sentinels. You've got Nimrod. You've got... Um, stuff even further in the future. Uh, you got Mr. Sinister, you've got uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. It's, it's jam packed. It's 12 issues and it is fantastic. So highly encourage people to check that out. I've already got the next one up in the list, which is Dawn of X, uh, volume one. Uh, that one's on my wish list on Amazon. So if anybody wants to buy me that one, go for it, fellow listeners <laughs> and fellow geeks. But, um, but yeah, that's got to be something you you're gonna want to check out, Wonder Rob. It's really good. It sounds interesting, especially the uh, what's the word um, like the citations or the notations uh, within the story. That sounds interesting. So yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Shaw. <laughs> Vactor, so, buy it for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty thick. Uh, graphic novel. It's pretty pretty heavy duty. That's why I haven't had a chance to get to Vision. But I promise you this: I will read Vision before our next episode, so we can talk about that. Hell yeah! Um, yeah. So that's been my week. Um, lots of good stuff though. It's it's snowed a little bit here. It's it's also been super sunny. It it's kind of goes back and forth, so it's hard to say. But it's been really nice. Um, so with that. My fellow geeks, thank you so much for sticking with us and listening. We uh, we want to get to the rest of our, our geeky content. But first, before we do that, we always want to touch base with our prior week, make sure that we were saying all the right stuff, that we weren't leading you down the wrong paths with information. Uh, the way that we know that we're doing that is because we have a corrections department. Our dear friend, Darth Vibbert, as we like to call him, uh, Mark, he um, he operates as our as our corrections department, and uh, every week after he listens to the podcast, he leaves us some notes. And Wonder Rob has the benefit of not looking at these notes, <laughs> whereas I have the the sometimes benefit, sometimes uh, curse of having to be the one to ch- take a look and see if we did the right stuff, if we said the right things, if we were on our game. And as it turns out. There's only two notes from oh, this past episode, and nice. one of which one of which is is uh, complimenting me for being correct. The other of which <laughs> is telling me that I was wrong. So basically, I am I'm on par. I'm like right. I was in the gonna say, yeah, yeah. you uh, sounds like you evened out yeah. right there. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, a real briefly, just going back into episode 142, uh, we talked a little bit about um, I. Th- Think, oh, we were talking about the Iron Man outfits for the Lego mosaic. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, we were trying to make sense of which version I was building because I was building the first of the Iron Man outfits mm-hmm. for their collection. And I kept saying I, it was Mark III, Mark III, Mark III. And Corrections Department says, I am, in fact, correct. The suit Iron Man wears for the majority of the first Iron Man film is the Mark III armor. So... 
good for me. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> now, however, I, although I was correct about that, I was incorrect about something else. And uh, I want to preface that I apologize. I meant no disrespect by this incorrectness. Here we go. So uh, we were talking about Mortal Kombat because the trailer, uh, the restricted trailer came out and it's going to be on HBO Max, I think in April. Um, but I was making a comment about how the char- the guy who plays Shang Tsung in uh, this new uh, Mortal Kombat movie um, is the same guy who played Lao in the Dark Knight, uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movie. Mm-hmm. And I referred to him as a Japanese guy. He's not Japanese. He's Chinese. Oh. So my apologies to uh, the Asian geeks out there. I mislabeled, uh, and I really do apologize. You're not forgiven. Mean anything yeah. But do it 13 is- or 14 more times, and yeah. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> His name is Chin Han, and he's the one who, who plays both characters. But yes, he is Chinese, not Japanese. So there we go. That's our, our corrections. Uh, now, with that in mind, we can't just mention corrections without mentioning the corrections department. And we always give him a little bit of time on the podcast so that he can talk about the stuff that's going on in his life or the things that he's watching uh, and screening because he loves movies. He's very much engaged in the geek community. So um, without further ado, I want to give a moment to the corrections department with in review with the corrections department. We'll be right back. Welcome back to another in review with the corrections department segment. This week, I'm actually going to be talking about the Oculus Quest 2. I got it as a gift from a friend. Let's just call him uh, Tom. Tom gave me the Oculus Quest 2. He's a gentleman and a scholar, and I very much appreciate it. But the past few days, I've been messing around with it. I watched a few movies on it. I watched like the last hour of Avengers Endgame on it the other night. And I'm hoping that tears don't affect the the foam too much in the headset. That was really awesome. I watched a little bit of Ready Player One on that as well, because you know I figured it was appropriate to watch stuff in the Oasis in VR. And I've also uh, been playing a lot of Beat Saber. Insert uh, Rob and Shop joke here about Beat Saber. Yeah, but that's pretty fun. I've been having fun with that. My son has been having fun uh, playing around with the different games on it. I'm hoping to pick up the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge game on that pretty soon, as well as the Jurassic World game looks pretty cool. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying it, and I would highly suggest uh, the Oculus Quest to anybody that doesn't have one yet. So that's it for me this week, and back to Shop and Rob. All right, Wonder Rob, we are back from that. Now, um, as I pull up the uh, his soundbite, I'm reminded of just how... Uh, generous friends can be sometimes because uh, good old Darth Vibbert got his hands on that Oculus and that's pretty fantastic. I recently just got an Oculus and that was thanks to Wonder Rob and uh, now the three of us have Oculus. uh, Yeah. So how exciting is that? We're the three Oculus boys. (laughs) 
<laughs> the title is being workshopped. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, the three Oculus b- bros. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. If our fellow uh, listeners know of any games that are are ca- like are like three person capable, you know, so so three guys can have a threesome on Oculus Quest. Yes. Just let us know, you know, like uh, send us a message uh, through our geek, so to speak, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, or even send us an email. And uh, and we'd love to kind of get your recommendations on the, the best games to download. I feel like that one game, I forget what it's called, Space Pirate Trainer. Yeah, that sounds Man. right. Space Pirate. Yeah. Space Pirate or Pirate Trainer or something like that. Butt pirates. Butt pirates. <laughs> well, you know I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> I love to plunder that booty. <laughs> uh, that one might be multiplayer, but yeah, we definitely need to get a multiplayer game. My my Oculus shop after beating Half-Life Alex uh, has sadly been just sitting on the its shelf collecting dust. So I definitely want to want to blow the dust off of it and and get back into it. So yeah, let's uh let's try to find a nice three player game. Listeners, you heard what Shaf said. If you know any good multiplayer games for the Oculus, you let us know, and uh, maybe we'll give you a special shout out on the show. Uh, maybe even the sexy kind. Ooh. You never know. <laughs> unless we don't. Unless we forget. It's true. It, it happens. We're, we're, we're humans, okay? So just, just deal with it. Now, with that in mind, we are at the point of the podcast where we want to give you the latest scoop in all things geek. So, Wonder Rob, I think it's time for some of that geek news. Geek news! Nude news! Nude news! news. All right, all right, all right. So, geek news time, and we've got plenty of stories to talk about. Movies, TV shows, video games. We've got the full gamut here. Some stories are going to be long. Some stories are going to be short. But it doesn't matter. Size does not matter when it comes to geek news. So, Wonder Rob, I'm going to give you first dibs. What do you want to talk about? All right. Just get uh, pulling up. This article from IGN.com, it's always, IGN.com in particular is always tough for me to open because you know I got that ad blocker and IGN is always like, please, sir, let us run our ads. We are but a, a lowly website. I mean, yeah, one of the most popular ones, but we are but a lowly website. Please let us run our ads, sir. I say no. And then I continue. So that's what that was all about. So, uh, first story of the week, Shaf. You heard of this thing called Paramount Plus? You heard of it? You familiar I with have. it? have. Okay, well, in case these guys aren't familiar with it, Paramount Plus is going to be the rebranding of the CBS streaming service, which was called CBS All Access, which uh, I am not scared to say was a terrible platform. Uh well, in particular on the PS4 when I would try to stream it. It just remember we tried to watch that documentary, the the game over documentary, and yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't show up on the streaming services. You had to watch it on your laptop, I think. Or, or it was something weird. Anyway, it's being rebranded as Paramount Plus, and hopefully, first and foremost, they fix that dang interface because it was the worst. Okay, but 
Yes, we're getting another streaming service. How many is this now, Shaf? Probably like the hundredth and twenty-eighth. Yeah, <laughs> that's the correct tense of the number. So you're probably asking yourself, why should I subscribe to this? Why should I give another seven ninety-nine or whatever it is a month to this streaming service? Well, they're trying real hard to get your money here, Shaf. Uh, Variety and Deadline report that Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place Dose, that's Spanish for A Quiet Place 2, and Paw Patrol, the movie, are slated to release on Paramount Plus a mere 45 days after their theatrical debut. Shoff, with Variety noting, Paramount will look into 30 days for most titles and 45 days for tent poles. Wow. Is it my birthday? <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else do they got? A new Beavis and Butthead movie, Shaf. A Workaholics movie with the original cast. That's their words, not mine. And a new Paranormal Activity movie. And a new Pet Cemetery movie that will forego theaters and exclusively... Exclusive. It'll be exclusive on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Reporter also says that James Bond, colon, No Time to Die, which is a terrible title because it's had about three years to die so far. Will also eventually land on Paramount Plus thanks to the new deal between Paramount and MGM. Um, before I continue, what do you think of that, Shaf? Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. I, part of me kind of just wishes they were going to go the route of HBO Max and do same day releases, like where whenever it releases in the you know in, in theaters, then it's also going to be available on their streaming service. I think the fact that it's a 45 day delay um i i just think selfishly about well when am i gonna watch it you know <laughs> i feel like 45 days is about what it was already lately D yeah kind of so <laughs> we're keeping it the same don't you want to watch it on us <laughs> on our platform um yeah i mean obviously if we have a way to watch uh for let's use a quiet place Dose, which is Spanish for A Quiet Place 2. Let's say we we're going to watch that and we had the opportunity to watch it in theaters. Well, we're we're a unique situation because we're a Geek News podcast and we want to be on the, the, the forefront, the cutting edge of, of content. So, of course, we're going to probably find a way to watch it ASAP, but if you weren't in this situation, I mean, who, who cares? At least in my opinion. It'll come out when it comes out. Um... Now, The Hollywood Reporter, the details on the new paranormal activity movie are scarce, but the upcoming Pet Cemetery film will serve as an origin story for the Stephen King horror franchise. Oh, you mean Pet Cemetery? Isn't Pet <laughs> Cemetery the origin? Or is it the origin of the Pet Cemetery itself? Somebody, like, farted on the Pet Cemetery and it got cursed or something. Uh, I'm not familiar with the lore of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> also, it says... Heading up, Paramount Plus comedy offerings are new Beavis and Butthead, like I mentioned uh, from series creator Mike Judge, The Weekly Show with Trevor Noah, Inside Amy Schumer, and a new Workaholics movie, again, like I mentioned. This is the one that piqued my I, interest. Can off. I just say, I don't know oh. that anybody wants to be inside Amy Schumer. You know, well, at least like, one that's person. Terrible... Yeah, that's true. If you catch my draft. Now, I am not a fan of Amy Schumer in particular particular her style just isn't, isn't really it doesn't really 
it's I don't know. I just don't find it super hilarious. But oh, you don't Shoff, find her jokes joke stealing hilarious? No, I don't. Well, know oh that. yeah, I forgot there was some joke stealing uh, controversies about her. But I will. I'm going to give credit where credits due. You know what I did like Amy Schumer in uh, a long time ago. This was the very first thing I ever saw her in. There was a there used to be on NBC a reality competition show called Last Comic Standing. Did you ever see that show, Shaw? I did. I did. So it was essentially just comedians competing in, you know, uh, uh, you know, challenges and then stand up, stand up challenges. And then, you know, last one to the to the end got like their own hour long comedy special or something like that. I don't know if that show's even on anymore, but the very first time I ever saw Amy Schumer was on last comic standing and she i think she was on the same season as doug benson which i thought was really interesting considering he was an established comic but i guess there's no real rules like it's just if you're a comic you can be on the show regardless if you're new or not but i did like her in last comic standing so i'll give her credit where credit's due some sketches from inside amy schumer were good uh like the milk muck lemonade sketch i thought that was funny um but her stand-up i don't know i don't particularly like but anyway it's neither here nor there. Uh, a new workaholics movie, like I mentioned, this is the one that piqued my interest. A new Reno 911 special called Reno 911 colon The Hunt for QAnon. Oh, no. <laughs> so that sounds funny. Um, I love Reno 911. Also, <laughs> good morning, it- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jump on the shark for autism awareness. I never watched the Reno 911 on, on Quibi. Uh, oh, I didn't either. Beca- because that app just like was dead before it even had a chance. But there was a lot of Reno 911 content on there too. And I was reading about when Quibi died that all the shows, including Reno 911, were licensed to Quibi. So it wasn't like Quibi content. It was all these people licensing their content to Quibi. And so once Quibi died, essentially that means, okay, the content, you know, is we'll go back to whoever owns it. And of course, potentially has the opportunity to show up on other platforms. So maybe fingers crossed it'll show up on, uh, on Paramount plus. Cause I do, I really like Reno 911. Uh, they had a couple of quick bites that I'm interested in getting your thoughts on Shaf. They said that they're reviving Frasier, uh, which I never watched, but, People like it. Uh, Showtime's Halo series will also premiere on Paramount Plus instead of Showtime. And Nickelodeon is expanding the Avatar The Last Airbender franchise with a new animated film and dedicated production studio. And I know some people like Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm not familiar, but I did fall asleep during the live action movie. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I can say about that. I didn't fall asleep during it, but I threw up during it because it was so bad. (laughs) <laughs> I bend over and just threw up. You were a vomit bender. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that's the skinny on Paramount Plus. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I, I'll probably get it eventually for the Halo series. That's really about it. I don't know if I'm going to be jumping to download it day one or anything like that. But once they have content that I'm really interested in watching, then then I will. But we'll see. But that's that's that, Shaf. Well, I'm going to keep things related to Paramount Plus. I'm not going to talk about anything movie related, but I'm going to talk about something TV related. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. So we've reviewed various Star Trek properties uh, over the over the years, and 
CBS All Access was the previous home of all Star Trek stuff. And now Paramount Plus is going to be the home for all Star Trek stuff. But uh, during the Investor's Day press conference, which just happened uh, a couple days ago, uh, they announced some more details related to what's happening in the Star Trek universe as they're referring to it now, which that got me from six to midnight almost instantly when they were started referring to things <laughs> as a Star Trek universe. I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Star Trek boss Alex Kurtzman uh, confirmed details about Star Trek Prodigy. So this is actually a, a, a new show that's going to be coming to Paramount Plus, And it's actually something that's sort of in tandem with Nickelodeon. So it's going to be an animated show featuring an, a completely alien cast of uh, of a starship, um, and they showed like a picture of this all alien crew, and they all look very unique. Honestly, none of these aliens look like ones that Star Trek has previously encountered. So it might be a whole bunch of new species, which I'm kind of excited that they're going to kind of expand on that a little bit. So that looks that's pretty cool. Um, also, something kind of cool is this series will feature the return of Kate Mulgrew as Captain Janeway. So. For oh, whatever and it's reason, it's animated. Yeah. So um, for whatever reason, she'll be back. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so that's that's probably the newest Star Trek thing coming our way. But in addition to that, they announced that uh, Star Trek Discovery is going to get a season four and that it's coming in 2021. I still haven't even had a chance to finish season three. And that only just recently wrapped up a few weeks ago. Well, maybe like a month ago, ago or so. So I am looking forward to more seasons of this show. I got to get caught up. Um, also, Lower, Lower Decks has going is going into another season as well. So we're going to get season two of Lower Decks. That was a success. We, we did talk about that. We watched, I think, the first episode, or at least the first couple episodes of, of uh, Lower Decks, and I need to get back into that too. So looking forward to that. Uh, Section 31 is another show that they've got kind of on the back burner. Um, that one they said they're not going to do anything with until um, – until one of the other shows finishes its term. So they don't want more than, I think, four or five shows going at the same time, which is fair. That's a lot. Um, probably the one show I'm looking forward to the most, though, is also theoretically coming in 2021, and that's Strange New Worlds, which is going to be a show devoted to the adventures of Captain Pike and Lieutenant Commander Spock and number one uh, on the original Enterprise. So... Hmm. Um, uh, Anson Mount played Captain Pike on the uh, Discovery season two, and he was freaking awesome. He was so, so, so good in that role. So I'm really looking forward to that show, and I will absolutely watch that. I'm a big Trekkie, as the uh, as the theme song suggests, and uh, um, I, I can't wait. Five series running at the same time. That's freaking amazing. What a time to be alive. What a time Shop. to be a Trekkie, that's for sure. Remember when you... You would be lucky if there was one Star Trek season, series, series in a season, season with a series, or in a season. Oh, but now yeah. there's five. So amazing. It's good. It's good. I'm happy for you, Shaf. I'm happy. Nice. I'm I'm the casual Star Trek fan, but you you're hardcore. So yes, I'm I'm very thrilled for you. Looking forward to hearing more about this. Uh, speaking of something that I'm super hardcore about, Blue Beetle. <laughs> 
Shaf, uh, let me tell you about Blue Beetle. Well, it would be better if I had the link open for the story that I'm about to tell you. So let me let me go ahead and do that first. Okay, Blue Beetle is getting a uh, a solo film, Shaf. Now you're probably well, maybe not you, Shaf, because I know you're well versed in the the world of geek and comics. But you listeners out there, you might be thinking, Blue Beetle. Hmm, I don't know about that character. Can you please enlighten us? Wonder Rob, and my answer to you is no, uh, because I was being facetious the whole time. I don't know nothing about Blue Beetle, which is a double negative, which means I should know something, but I don't. I do know that he's a DC Comics character, Shaw, created by Keith Giffen, John Rogers, and Cully Hammer uh, in 2006, meaning the, the, the most recent version. Uh, and he was introduced during the Infinite Crisis crossover event. Uh, ahead of the launch of the new Beetle, or excuse me, the new Blue Beetle series in May 2006. Uh, Jamie Reyes is the name of the character, discovered the Blue Beetle scarab on the way home from school with his two best friends, Paco and Brenda. Half buried in a disused lot, Reyes took the scarab home as obviously one would, and uh, he was curious what it would be. That night, the scarab came alive, Shaf, and it grafted himself to the base of Jamie's, well, you know, and provided him with a suit of extraterrestrial armor, which can be modified to enhance his speed, strength, as well as to create weapons, wings, and shield. (laughs) And I'm reading that synopsis uh, based directly from therap.com. But Charm City Kings director Angel Manuel Soto is set to direct this, uh, the first superhero movie starring a Latino character. Now, I was when I read this story, I was trying to think, okay, is it really the first Latino superhero? And I racked my brain, and I racked my brain, and I can't think of any other movie with a Latino superhero in it, Shaf. Can you? Or are you racist? <laughs> I better just because I something. can't think of it doesn't make me racist, by the way. The, the, just as long as we're sorting out the rules to my little scenario. <laughs> I better come up with something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Racist. Can't prove you're not. Anyway, uh, the screenplay is from Mexican-born writer Gareth Dunnett uh, Alcoser, who wrote Universal's Scarface remake and Sony's Miss Bala. Uh, are you familiar with Blue Beetle at all? You know, not all of the iterations, but I am familiar with the Ted Cord version of Blue Beetle. Um, but he wasn't so much super powered, I think, as he just had like lots of money and access to, you know, high tech equipment and made like a suit. But there are versions of him that I think are more super powered. Like it was based on like a scarab, like an Egyptian scarab that like gave gave powers. Now, in my limited knowledge of Blue Beetle, I know that he's usually teamed up with Booster Gold. Thank you. I was about to get to that, and I'm so glad you brought Booster Gold up because that's the more interesting part, in my personal opinion. If we're if if we're gonna get a Blue Beetle, then hopefully down the line we'll get a Booster Gold too. Yeah, interesting that they would just not make it a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie. Uh, it's like Deadpool and, and Cable, you know. It's uh, two great tastes that taste great together. I'm So I'm told. Keep in mind, I've never actually read any of these comics, and I only have a passing knowledge of Booster Gold. 
But I know a lot of people like those characters together. So maybe we'll see a cameo. Um, but you can, uh, you listeners, I'm talking to you. In particular, you, Devin. Devin. <laughs> Listen, my knowledge will grow. When the Blue Beetle movie comes out, I promise I will be more well-versed in this character, okay? I'm a Marvel guy. You know that, Devin. You listen to the show every week. You've heard me talk about how I'm a Marvel zombie. Except for, like, Batman. You know, I like who everybody likes Batman. Flash is pretty good because Shaw loves Flash. Therefore, I have a passing knowledge of Flash thanks to Shaw. But Blue <laughs> Beetle, come on. But I promise you, Devin, I'll have a better knowledge of Blue Beetle when the movie comes out. That's my solemn vow to you. I like your shirt, by the way. Nice shirt, shirt Devin. Looks good. Nice shirt, Devin. Okay, anyway, back to the audience. Hey, I don't know if you heard any of that, Shaf, uh, but I was talking to Devin, and I was making a promise to him. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail the show. <laughs> it's all good. So that's that's the that's the Blue Beetle story. Congratulations, Internet. Yeah. You win. <laughs> uh, the last bit of news that we have for movies is there was a trailer that just came out uh, today, actually, um, and it's number two trending on YouTube, and it's for a Netflix movie directed by none other than release the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder. So, oh my god, this guy's been busy. So uh, this this particular movie, I want to preface is a zombie movie, and that usually means to me that no, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but the premise of this movie is not your typical zombie movie. So it kind of has me more interested and I'm going to read the synopsis briefly, but the movie I'm talking about is army of the dead. So it comes out on Netflix on May 21st. And here's the synopsis following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Now, it's starring a lot of people, but uh, at this moment, the only ones I recognize are Dave Bautista and Hiroyuki Sanada. Those are the only ones that I can recognize off the top of my head. Um, did you watch this trailer, Wonder Rob? What did you think? I did not because I didn't notice this in the uh, show notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, so sorry, uh, everybody. I, I don't have a hot time. take for you, and that's my that's bad. That's okay. So um, it's it's just a teaser trailer. I mean, there's not much to it, but uh, they show basically a rundown Vegas, um, and they show just hordes of zombies. Imagine like the entire Vegas Strip, just just wall to wall zombies. Because imagine there's so many people there in the casinos. If something happened, oh, it it would be ridiculous. What it reminded me of, and wonder Rob, tell me if you've played this video game before. Um. I believe it's called Dead Rising. Yes, I have played Dead Rising. Have you played? Um, there's a couple. There's actually like a, maybe like three or four versions of Dead Rising, and I have played. There's one that takes place inside. Um, I think the a first mall. one was a mall. Yeah, and then there's one that takes place on In an another island. mall. Yeah, Dead Island, I think is called or whatever. Oh, but. Dead Island. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dead Island but, was good the sheer amount of zombies that are present in those games is just like what this trailer shows where they're just, it's just like, 
you can walk on their heads type thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do just real quick, real deep cut Dead Island reference for the Dead Island fans out there. Look good, feel good. Who do you voodoo, bitch? End scene. <laughs> if you know, you know, and that's I'll just leave it at that. Well, here's my thing is if there's a zombie outbreak in Vegas and it's this bad, you have to assume that there's probably it's probably elsewhere, right? Like usually zombie movies are kind of an indication of like a post-apocalyptic situation. Like there's no going back. And usually you don't see a heist movie as a result because like money has no value in, in a post-apocalyptic world. Like the, yeah. the concept of an economy is gone. So like there's no need to go stealing money because you wouldn't be able to use it for anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really this, good point. Yeah. So like this is unusual to have a zombie movie about like a zombie outbreak and they're using that as a means to why they would want to go to Vegas so they could pull off a heist mission and steal a bunch of money or something while there's zombies everywhere. Like, I don't know. Like it's a funny concept to me and I think it could be really, really good. Uh, I liked that there wasn't um, Hallelujah playing in the background. Oh, thank God. Um, so, so that's all we are already a plus, but, uh, as of right now, I'm interested in, and I kind of want to watch it. So when it comes out in May, May 21st, I think we should maybe make some room on our, on our calendar and review Put it. Put it on the agenda. Cause we guns to talk about it. You know, we guns to speaking <laughs> of guns to, let me tell you about a trailer. I did watch Marvel's Modoc. um, Mobile organism designed only for cuddling with a K. <laughs> uh, we got a new trailer for the new series, Modoc. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about in the trailer. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a funny trailer. Obviously, it's it's a, a comedic take on this character animated series. Uh, my big takeaway was the animation style. It took me this now is this stop motion animation shop or is it computer animation made to look like stop motion no i think it's stop motion because it's very clean and crisp it, it has that like robot chicken sort of vibe to it but it's a lot oh, more totally polished. yeah a lot more polished uh pat oswald voicing modok of course uh he's just as psycho as you would imagine uh and spends a lot of time in this trailer uh harping on what his name actually means uh but it is funny. Like I said, there's not a lot more to talk about. It's just like a minute-long trailer. But it is something that uh, I will certainly say I will watch and then watch one episode for this podcast and then forget to watch. Uh, so I am looking forward to that personally, Shaf. Well, yeah. Me too. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Modoc is such a cool character. So... I'm excited to see a, a show like focused on on him. I mean, it was great that Modoc was such a big focus on the Marvel's Avengers uh, PlayStation game, and um, I, I just he like, was I, <laughs> he was he was spoilers. Um, I mean, I did vote it worst game of 2020. <laughs> like the other day, I was looking through <laughs> the other day, I was looking through some various like Hasbro. Uh, Marvel Legends characters, and they had Modoc there, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta get Modoc for the studio." So um, that would probably be one of my next figures I gotta pick up. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Well, oh fuck yeah. Oh oh fuck yeah. 
You're being such a silly goose, Sean. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, moving things along in the TV realm. This is just a real quick story, but uh, we found out today that uh, the Loki series is going to have a very specific starting date on Disney+. Plus. So we weren't sure exactly where it was going to fall after the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We just knew that it was going to happen there. So, um, sorry, this is loading very slowly. Uh, Okay, Loki is going to begin on June 11th. Hell yeah. So that actually means there's going to be a slightly decent gap on the schedule between the Falcon and Winter Soldier wrapping after six episodes and when Loki begins. So in between that time span, Marvel is going to have Black Widow as a prequel, which now sits (laughs) at a May 7th release date. Hopefully that sticks. Um, And in which case then, um, you know, we won't have too much that that we have to like uh, as far as weeks without Marvel. But I'll tell you what. We went through an entire year without Marvel. So the fact that we we'll have okay. will be okay. Like it's really not a big thing. I just think every day I kind of think to myself, we have so much Marvel content this year um, that we're going to get so spoiled. Like the concept of the, the sheer amount of things happening is so great. Like I look forward to Fridays like crazy right now. I'm so thrilled with WandaVision and to have – um, two more episodes left. Theore- well, p- theoretically, two more, maybe even three. We'll see. But um, I just I love what Marvel's doing, and I'm so excited for these shows. So, you know, Loki in June—that's fine by me. What do you think about that, Wonder Rob? I mean, I have no complaints. Certainly, uh, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it more than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to that show. I'm just looking forward to Loki even more. Um, not to get too off topic here, but in in the the realm of Marvel, we don't have this in our agenda. But you know that they came out with the name for the next Spider Man movie, Spider Man. Oh, yeah, Spider Man No Way Home. Of course, now I can't remember what it's called. No, you're right. No Way Home. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I just get it wrong? <laughs> no, Man, no Way Home. Isn't the, it the no reason- No Way Ho? <laughs> yeah, No Way Ho. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing it up because you mentioned WandaVision, and I remembered all the things that we've been talking about WandaVision. This isn't new news, but I'm going to reiterate. I just had a I had a light bulb go off of my head about it. So we know WandaVision directly ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to tie into Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Like, we, we all know that. Right. What, what I didn't realize... Until today, and we should have realized it because this information has been made available to us for quite a while, is that Doctor Strange doesn't come out till next year, but Spider-Man No Way Home comes out at Christmas. So does WandaVision tie into Spider-Man, which ties into Doctor Strange, or is it the other way around? Hmm. Just a little something to ponder. That's a good point. Just a little something. I don't have an answer for that question, but we will find out later this year anyway moving on shaf i'm gonna tell you about my favorite superhero of all time booster gold just kidding (laughs) superman just kidding he's not but it is about superman hbo max will debut superman colon the animated series in high definition glorious high def uh in the year 2021, which is this year, and on March 17th. Sorry, I was the page was also not loading for me. 
Uh, so let me tell you something, Shaf. Superman the Animated Series. I'm, I'm going to spit a hot take at you. Not as good as Batman the Animated Series. Not as good, Shaf. Ooh. No, I agree uh, with you. Okay, good. We're both on the same page. So it's going to be made to stream on uh, HBO Max. Like I mentioned, it's going to be in glorious HD. Uh, this is coming from CBR.com, developed by Warner Animation and debuting on Kids WWE in 1996, Superman, colon. The animated series ran for three seasons for a total of 54 episodes. Starred Tim Daly as Clark Kent slash Superman, spoilers. Uh, Dana Delaney as Lois Lane. Dan- David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen. Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. Uh, Superman the Animated Series followed in the footsteps of Batman the Animated Series. Superman and Batman would later join the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited Animated Series as part of a connected DC animated universe, uh, which are also Woo. not as good as just the Batman show. So just a, there's not much more to the story than that, but just a little nugget for you, Shaf. If you, uh, you need an animated Superman fix, well, just hold on to March 17th because it's coming, Shaf. It's coming. It's coming real good. Okay. All right. You Last made it weird. News. <laughs> Last bit of news in the TV realm before we get into uh, the video game section, which is heavily Sony state of play, all things Sony right now. Now, I'm going to switch gears and we're going to talk about the last thing in the uh, TV section, and that is related to the Magic Kingdom. Now, um, almost a year ago, exactly, Wonder Rob and I were in Disneyland. That's right. Shout out to our Disneyland episode where we rode Rise of the Resistance in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, feel free to go back and listen to our uh, our Disneyland adventure because it's going to be the closest thing you're going to get to being in Disneyland considering they closed their doors about a week after we went. <laughs> it's true. Man, we timed that well. Okay. <laughs> Although we probably, I think we both got sick. We probably got COVID. That oh, yeah, we were both real we sick after the it. fact, too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but anyways, the news is related to uh, an upcoming uh, developing show on Disney+. And Ron Moore, um, Ronald D. Moore, uh, as far as like stuff that he's done that you might recognize him from, uh, he's done all sorts of stuff, but uh, I know he did Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he's done some Star Trek. He's done some Doctor Who. He, he's been all over the place. He's pretty uh, prolific uh, f- filmmaker slash TV producer. Um, but anyways, he was recently signed a sizable multi-year deal with Disney's 20th century, uh, Disney's 20th television. That was a tough one. Um, and one of his first projects is actually going to be to develop a TV franchise centered around Disneyland's Magic Kingdom. So this is going to be called the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And it's going to be set in a world where all the themed lands and characters of the Disney parks and classic films actually exist in another reality. Kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Um, I'm bought in already. Yeah, right? I mean, it seems... It, uh, it, it seems like, I mean, here's the thing I hope it doesn't go around is remember that movie Tomorrowland oh, yeah. with George Clooney? Uh-huh. Like that was supposed to be sort of like taking the concept of a Disney park attraction and making it real. And it just didn't do very well. So I just hope that they approach it from a different angle that, that, that does work because the concept is there. Yeah. You're not wrong. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> And I think John Favreau, if I'm not 
mistaken, John Favreau was attached to do something similar to this. I don't know if this is the same project that he was attached to, but it was the same idea where it's like a shared universe within the parks and you know, you would have uh, characters crossing over. So maybe he dropped and this person got into it. Corrections department, wake up. <laughs> we need you to correct us or inform us on this subject for next week. Get to it. Earn your paycheck. Chop, chop. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ron Moore will also be working closely with the Disney Imagineering team. Uh, the group of research and developers who are responsible for the creation and design of all Disney's theme parks across the globe. Oh, hell so, yeah. I mean, he's a big fan of Disney, apparently, and he used to go to the park by himself and ride all the rides, and so it's very much a nostalgic thing for him, uh, and he couldn't pass up this opportunity. So I'm pr- I'm pretty thrilled. I am. He also apparently has... Huh? Huh? Go huh, ahead. Huh? Huh? huh what? I was going to say he's got some Star Wars ideas as well that he's going to be pitching to Disney sometime down the road. Nice. Uh, but he uh, he's also developing a Swiss Family Robinson TV series with John Chu for Disney+. Boring! Plus. And uh, he's already been working with Disney Plus on the show For All Mankind, which is an astronaut uh, drama that's uh, oh. on uh, Apple TV. I thought All Mankind would be like, like a like a reality show or like a workplace comedy where it's just nothing but mankind. Remember mankind from WWE? <laughs> Socko. <laughs> and it's just him. <laughs> just all him. It's all mankind. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Let's take a moment and talk about Mick Foley for a second. So, uh, <laughs> you gotta love, you gotta love Mick Foley because he's had three extremely distinct personas that he could just flip flop between he could be dude love, he could be cactus jack, or he can be mankind. And no matter what, the crowd's gonna love him. Mankind, Mick Foley is a treasure. He's a national treasure. I thought you were gonna say, and no matter what, he's gonna stick his fingers in your mouth. <laughs> 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 That's right. That was his finisher. He would just stick his socked hand inside his your two mouth. middle fingers, just right in your mouth. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna gag thinking about it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it got me. Just even remembering it. Oh man, my eyes are watering. Wow. <laughs> He's having a very visceral reaction to a memory of a finisher. Yeah. For I just thought of it happening to me. And I couldn't handle it. Just the mere thought threw me off my game. Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, let's talk video games, my guy. Uh, So uh, Sony did have their state of play, but we'll save that for last. Uh, Here's just a really small small news story, Shaf, which once again proves what I say on this podcast over and over again, is that when you and I... When you and I manifest a thought and put it out into the wild, we put it out there onto the internet, we put it out there into the cosmos, almost always it comes true. Several things. Too many to document. As a matter of fact, corrections department, wake up. Make a list of everything we've ever predicted that's come true. I expect it on our desk next week. Chop, chop. (laughs) Anyway, one thing that 
you don't have to put this on your list, Corrections Department, because I'm about to talk about it. I did make a prediction that we were going to see a, a PS5 VR announcement soon. And I said Half-Life Alex was going to be the, the killer app game that comes with it. Now, only one half of my prediction came true. But that doesn't mean the other half won't. Uh, Sony uh, announced that they are making a new VR helmet for the PlayStation 5, and they made a, a real point to tell you that it is not coming out in 2021, so don't don't start saving up your pennies yet, because you can't even get a PlayStation 5 right now, let alone a PlayStation 5 VR set. Um, but the thing that really uh, does the opposite of grinds my gears, it, it, rubs them, it, it rubs my gears ever so nicely, <laughs> is... The the fact it smears my gears. Yeah, the the PlayStation VR for the PlayStation Four. I now at the time I loved it because it was really like my first step into VR. But now I'm a VR snob, you guys. As is Shaw, <laughs> as is uh, our corrections department, Darth Vibbert. The play the Oculus or anything, the equivalent of the Oculus for home VR is really where you want to be because. You, you can have a full 360 range of motion. Uh, the controls are intuitive. You have your, your sticks. You have your, your thumbsticks, which are the most important part, which is severely lacking in the PlayStation VR. It's just the old, outdated move controllers. And so it's, it's, it doesn't feel good to play the PlayStation VR when you've played Oculus or anything like that. So their big thing, on top of the updated resolution, it is going to be a tethered experience, but they're going to have new uh, DualShock-like controllers for the VR system shop, which is what I'm really happy about. And you know it's going to be good. Obviously, you're getting a higher resolution. Uh, the tracking and the input's going to be better. I think it's going to be a choice item for all of our collections not much more to report about than that because it's not coming uh till after 2021 but just keep an eye out because you know we're gonna get it on this podcast uh and the last story of the day shop is uh sony's state of play so i think this is what we should do shop let's just go down the list they they showed some trailers uh for some new games coming out i'm pretty sure shop was really thrilled and excited about everything if not just about everything. <laughs> um, of course, I'm being facetious. This was not that much better than Nintendo's Direct. <laughs> of course, this is all just a matter of opinion. I'm sure maybe there maybe there are some weebs out there who would totally be interested in some of these games. Uh, and more power <laughs> to you because you are allowed to like what you like. I am not one to say no to what you like. But it just doesn't speak to us. But... The state of play was today, Shaf. So I'm just going to go down the list. You take the next one and so on. Let's talk about these games that were uh, talked about today. First and foremost, the one that Shaf is probably looking forward to the most. Final Fantasy VII Remake, colon, Intergrade. And Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, PS5 version trailer. So they get, they first of all, they put out a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PS5, featuring the PlayStation 5 upgrades. Now, I don't know if you... If you paid attention to this trailer, Shaf, because, again, I was being facetious. I know you hate Final Fantasy. But 
in the the PlayStation <laughs> Five version trailer, it was a lot of comparisons of the PS4 to the PS5 version, and to me, it looked virtually the same. Uh, I would even go as far as saying that in some scenes, the PS4 looked better. Yeah, maybe even. Than the PS4. I mean, there's definitely some ray tracing. You know, you got to have your traces rayed. Or your raised trace. Well, everything looked darker in the PS4 version. There, it seemed like there was less light, and I don't know if that's like—is that a good thing? Oh, with these newer consoles, we can use less light. Get the darker. The screen dark. looks darker, and people will think the graphics are better because it's darker. <laughs> no, I. It, if a, if a room is lit up, it's gonna—you can see the graphics better. I. It just. It seemed like they really. I don't know. Missed the mark. Yeah. But then again, what the hell does integrate mean? It means what, what is that? You've integrated it. Obviously. <laughs> um integrate. I'm assuming it's just the next portion of the Final Fantasy VII story. Uh I don't know if you know this, Shaf, but maybe you do. The Final Fantasy VII remake on the PlayStation 4 wasn't a complete remake of Final Fantasy VII. It was only a portion of Final Fantasy VII. I do know this, And they're this, releasing yes. it episodically. So I'm just making the assumption, having never played Final Fantasy VII, because uh, I've never been a fan of JRPGs, that this is just the next step in the series. Uh, and, I mean, it doesn't... The graphics look good. I'll give it that. But i got to tell you, that act, that voice acting... It's the, it's the same reason why I <laughs> I stopped playing Genshin Impact. I just couldn't I just couldn't deal with it, and it's more of that. Um, again, if you like it, you're allowed to like it. I'm not, I'm not shitting on something that you like. Play it, I swear. Just play it. Be be happy. But it's not for me, uh, and it probably never will be. So that's one that I will not add to my collection. What's funny is that is the the crown jewel of the state of play is their discussion about Final Fantasy VII remake. But neither of us care two shits about yeah, this game. Again, so play it. You like it? Play it. I know I've said it like a hundred times already. Yeah. Play it. Great. I want you to be happy, Devin. Listen, Devin. Devin play what you want to play, my bro. We're all gamers <laughs> here. Some of us more casual than others, but still. Just play your game. Okay, back to the show. Sorry, I was talking to Devin Schaff. I don't know if you heard any of that, but I didn't mean to derail the show. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So um, the next game we're going to talk about briefly is Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Now, that is not um, basically a game about Kenna who walks across a bridge and there's whiskey and all sorts of things like sitting on the bridge. No, no. Um, I get it. Bridge be of Spirits. Because yeah. that's what Thank alcohol you. is called sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he shot you <laughs> once again, you <laughs> wild man. <laughs> well, Kenna is going to be released on PS4 and PS5 on August 24th. The trailer itself, as far as what I thought about it, um, initially it looked like the creatures that she was interacting with were like, little blackberries. <laughs> they look like little blackberry Pikmin. Um, but the game itself looks, looks gorgeous. I mean, and there's like lots of nature scenes and stuff and it, very magical. Um, it seems like your character, there's a lot of like ranged sort of like she's a mage, uh, a lot of ranged combat, um, a lot of spells, 
and things like that. Um, looks like very fluid combat. Um, I don't know much more about the storyline, but it seems like she's trying to basically like, there's a lot of creatures and characters that have been sort of mutated by some darkness in their world. And once she can set them free, uh, from whatever is holding them or controlling them that she does it with magic. So it's the best way I can, I can gauge what I think is happening. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It's a good looking game for sure. Yeah. Uh, action platformer. I'm curious if it's an open world style game because the, the, the scenery looked so incredible that I was like, Oh man, I hope I get to explore this area. Cause that, you know, that's my jam shop, them open world games where I got to explore. You know, I love that. Oh yeah. So hopefully that's what this is, but you know, we'll wait and see what the reviews look like when that comes out. Uh, Rue natural deep dive shop. There was a deep dive for a game called Rue natural. And no, it is not a no returnal return. What, what did I say? Renatural. <laughs> okay, Returnal. No, Returnal. Yep, there you go. Can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke I was going to make was a, a RuPaul's Drag Race joke, but that's neither here nor there because <laughs> that's not what the game is even called. Uh, Returnal Shop. It is. Sorry, I'm playing the trailer right now, but I'm just going to turn down the volume because I want to look at the visuals while while I talk about it. The game looks really good. Like. As far as graphics go for the games that are being discussed, the, to me, this one looks the best. Um, it's I'm not super familiar with this game. I, I don't remember if they talked about this in other state of plays, but they did. Yeah, but but they weren't they weren't using PS5 graphics to showcase it. And so this is the first time we've seen a really good like visual of what it's going to look like on the PS5. And you're right. It does look really pretty. I mean, it's they they comp they commented last time about how it's a game that sort of has you exploring. Um, or I'm sorry, it's a game that has you in a time loop, and you have to you, every time you die, like, you get it gets regenerated. Like, like the areas are regenerated, and the enemy, but different. Yeah, and the enemy placements will be different. The types of enemies will be different. Uh, and it, it looks almost like a survival horror game, kind of, but it doesn't really, like, lean into that in the trailer. But it definitely looks interesting. Like, this is one that's going to be on my list for sure. Uh, comes out April 30th, Shaf. Maybe we'll talk about it. There were elements it. of this game that sort of made me think of Death Stranding. Like, some of the the, the uh, enemies with, like, their long, like, wavy tentacles and stuff. Like, it was, it kind of screamed uh, Death Stranding a little bit, as well as the graphical quality of their faces and things like that, so. Now, I know this next game you are, you are properly pumped for. You are properly psyched for. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is a no, laugh of, com uh, <laughs> of confirmation you hear, folks. <laughs> No, I don't get, it's another game again, like when Rob says, like what you like, but I don't like this. I don't get the allure with this. I don't get why it's a big thing, but certainly not the first game in the franchise, but we're talking about Oddworld Soulstorm, um, and it's making its way to PS5 and PS4 on April 6th. Um, there are times when watching the trailer for this game, that I really feel like I'm watching a trailer for a game that came out on like the Xbox 360 or something. Like now, 
if I recall correctly, Shaf, we were at, we were in the middle of a group chat. You, me, the corrections department, and your arch nemesis, Vector. <laughs> and you didn't say Xbox 360. You said this game looks like a game from the Super Nintendo. <laughs> just, I just wanted everybody to be clear with thoughts uh, Shaf initially had. <laughs> You're right. It's true. I said. And now it's time for Odd World, or as I like to call it, time for a potty break because this game looks dumb as shit. <laughs> so, Sorry, um, uh, Odd World developers, you're not getting the the geek, so to speak, stamp of approval. No, I just don't get it. It feels too much like a Pikmin or a Lemming game, and the graphics do not look like they belong on the PS5. They just if they they just don't look great. Like they. Plus the side scrolling aspect of it where it's sort of all profile in its platformer, like that just does not scream a modern game. And so it just doesn't seem like I don't know. No, that's fine. You're allowed. I've never played any Oddworld game, so I'm just not familiar with it. But I'm the same way. I've seen videos, I've seen trailers, I've seen reviews. It's just never excuse me, never been a game that's like appealed to me terribly so i've just never gotten into it um i'm sure people out there it's got it has to have a dedicated fan base otherwise they wouldn't keep making these games uh unless they just do keep making the games and nobody's buying them um uh the key word you said there was dookie <laughs> dookie yes i did say that word unless they do keep making those games dookie. good catch stuff good catch um, they are also re-releasing Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time on the PlayStation 5. It's a the same game as before, Shaf. It's just on PlayStation 5 now with them PlayStation upgrades. Uh, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but I'm going to go ahead and skip to the next game. Multiplayer dodgeball game, Knockout City, Shaf. Uh, Knockout City, they were talking about this on Nintendo Direct, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. And... It doesn't look bad. It it's no, it looks fun. I mean, it looks simple. Yeah, it's a it's a. I've heard, I've heard people compare it to Fortnite, and I I I don't have any experience with Fortnite, so maybe you can attest to that, Shaf. But a Fortnite quote unquote style game, but dodgeball. Uh, yeah, where you know it's it's team based. You're th- throwing around the ball, uh, or it might be Last Man Standing, uh, or both. Whoops. My bad. Forgot to turn my phone on silent. These uh, off the hose keep texting me, Sean. <laughs> it's my wife. Anyway, she's probably saying, "Are you still recording?" Um, moving on. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a a a battle royale dodgeball game. It looks fun based on the trailer. I mean, I would maybe try it. Oh yeah, at the very least. Yeah, no, I'll definitely try it. It looks it looks like fun. Um, it does scream Fortnite to me, uh, but the, the dodgeball mechanics are kind of cool. You can, you can catch the dodgeball that's being thrown at you. It causes the dodgeball to power up, which makes it harder to catch the next time, makes it easier to get the person out. So they've, there's just some cool ways like trick shots and trick throws and things like that. So looking forward to it for sure. Should be cool. What else? Uh, the next game is called Sifu, and it's from Absolver Developer Slow Clap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slow clap for Sifu. Um, but anyways, it's coming out on the PS4 and PS5. 
This is kind of a unique game. So when I watched this trailer, I, for, I wasn't really sure what I was watching because it just seemed like a typical martial arts game until you get your ass kicked and then you wake up and your hair's longer. Like he just suddenly grew facial Hell hair. Hell yeah. Puberty and hit. Then, like, and then he gets kicked again and he wakes up and he's got like gray hair. And so it seems like every time your character dies, they get revived slightly older and more skilled. So imagine if that happened to us. If we got like, if we like fell on our face and when we woke up, we had like big long beards uh, and we were smarter. <laughs> oh, one can only hope. I can only wish. I'd be falling down the stairs all the time. Yeah, you do, buddy. My phone fell down the stairs. It was in my pants that were on me. <laughs> there was another game called, um, where is it? Sorry, Solar Ash Shoff, which I thought already came out. Uh, unless there was a game that was similar to this look for the PlayStation 5, which maybe there was. Uh well, they talked about this at the last day to play as well. Yeah, maybe. Like I, I don't know. I could have sworn this game was out already, but I might, I might just be mixing it up with another game. Um, but it's a third-person action platformer uh, that features a massive scale and focus on fluidity and movement. So you're you're this character who is just, you know, skating all over the place, but you know you're in this uh, very colorful 3D or like cell shaded world. Um, that's the best I can describe it without actually just showing you a trailer. But it does look interesting. If it's the game I thought it was before, it was a game that I was interested in playing. So if it's not the game I thought it was before, well, then I'll probably play it anyways, you guys. But it does it does look interesting. Um, did it pick up your eyes, Shoff? Did it, did it, did it grab you? Um... You know, a little bit, but I will say they were they were really focused in this trailer about talking about how fluid the game is. It's so fluid. It's so fluid. Oh my god! Then it's so every... fluid. <laughs> oh my god! My fluid. So fluid everywhere. Ah, uh, this game's so fluid. <laughs> but every time the character uh, like jumped off the side of a cliff and like did a couple double jumps and then like grabbed onto what looked like some sort of like black sticky goo and it was climbing up, up, up it. They never showcased the character's movements of actually climbing it. They would always then skip to another time that they were fluidly moving through the environment. So, so it seemed to me, it seems like they are purposely avoiding those moments because those are going to be slow. Those are not fluid movement. Yeah. And to me, I was like, you guys are liars. You guys are liars. You weren't a liar. (laughs) <laughs> and this game just kind of screams Temple Runner to me. Like it's just it's like an iOS game. Like I, it doesn't belong on the PS5. Yeah. I, maybe I just have high hopes for the PS5. Like I'm I'm kind of exclusive and like no, you don't get to be a PS5 game. You don't get to be a PS5 game. You get to be a PS5 game. This game does not scream PS5. This game could also have come out on um earlier generation system and be fine. Well, it is coming out on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, so maybe that maybe that's why, Sean. That that could maybe. be. Uh what's this next game about? You I know you're probably into it. <laughs> oh god. Um so this next game is called Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach and I I watched the trailer with like m- my hands mostly covering my face and my eyes. 
uh, with just like a slight crack visible so I could I could see what was happening on the screen. But I, I can't I can't play these games. There's no chance of a Five Nights at Freddy's happening. I have I have attempted to play a Five Nights at Freddy's and no, it looks a lot I almost, different. I almost, I almost broke my phone playing Five Nights at Freddy's. So. Well, yeah, I did uh, way back when, in the in the infancy of geek, so to speak, somewhere I talked about Five Nights at Freddy's and when I played it for the first time, and I w- I too was like, I can't, I don't know about this game. <laughs> and there's just something about it. I think it's the lack of music in the original Five Nights at Freddy's and the static screens that you're just looking at that really just like mess with you. But this this one. It's definitely not the same visual style, so don't get don't get me uh, mixed up here. But it reminds me a lot of Resident Evil Seven, where you're running around in a first person mode, and there's like people running around trying to get you, uh, which is a big portion of uh, of gameplay within Resident Evil Seven when you're in the hillbillies house and the hillbillies are trying to get you. So, I'm probably gonna play this based on the reviews, Shaf. If I if this gets really good reviews, I, I might give it a shot, but. Otherwise, I might skip it. But the, the the graphical style looks interesting. I'll give it that. Uh, and speaking of interesting, the very last game we saw was Death Loop. Shaf, uh, they did a, a big cinematic trailer uh, where it was like essentially a James Bond uh, theme song. What about Death Loop the whole time? Uh, we've talked about Death Loop before, but the idea is is that uh, you are this character. Um, I don't remember his name. Let's just call him Devin. And <laughs> Devin, uh, you have to take out these uh, these other assassins before they take out you. And also, uh, if you die, the day's just gonna start over again. That's about it. It's a uh, think think Groundhog's Day, but in a shooter. Looks good to me. It, lo- it does look, but it also looks like the kind of game that I won't enjoy because it's not a casual game. Like you can't just like sit down, like it's too frenetic. You can't just sit down. I think I'll play some Deathloop. To right me, now. it feels like no, a. You a, have to be in the right mood for it. Like a start over simulator. So, like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, keep going this way. Nope, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this way. Like you're just memorizing patterns is what it feels like it's going to be. Oh, I think it is. Uh, which but, isn't bad necessarily because. At least for the early Splinter Cell games, that's pretty much what like Splinter Cell was, and I certainly enjoyed it. Um, so I'm I'm interested in this one. I think this is going to be a good one, Shaf. Uh, May twenty first, this one comes out. So keep an eye out for at, at the very least Wonder Rob's review of Death Loop when it comes out. Uh, speaking of Death Loop, I got to take a Death Poop, Shaf. So why don't we take a break? <laughs> Let's tell these guys where they can find us on social media. And with the the very few remaining minutes left of the podcast, let's come back and talk about Superman and Lois. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek. Gasm, oh, inducing pics. 
and me. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Wonder Rob has flushed. And we are ready to talk about Superman and Lois. Now, this was on the CW. This is the new CW show. And, um, well, I mean, before we get into it and get spoilers and stuff, yeah. let's let's make it make it clear we are going to talk about the plot elements of the show. Yep. If you're interested in watching, definitely hit pause on the podcast. Maybe listen to one of our previous episodes and go ahead and watch uh, Superman and Lois and come back to us. Um, now that I've said that, Wonder Rob. Yeah. It's no secret that you are not as well versed in the CW verse uh-huh. as I am. That is correct. You no- are not as CW versed. Um mm-hmm. So for you, I mean, you know the this character, you know Superman, and you've also seen this guy uh Tyler, I won't even attempt to pronounce his last name, uh play Superman slash Clark Kent before. So in crises, that's right. In crisis. Earths. Yes. So Which with I your limited a worst show of 2020, by the way. <laughs> with your limited experience with these characters in the CW verse. Yes. What did you think of this episode? Okay. Well, first and foremost, I want to touch back on something that you said at the very beginning of the podcast, when we first started recording about five hours ago. So, you had mentioned that this was a bloated season premiere. It was actually a two-hour season premiere, uh, which led me to believe that I was going to watch two episodes of this, uh, which was not the case, but they do trick you. I watched this on the CW app shop. Me too. Me too. Um, And so on the CW app, it shows two separate episodes. And I was like, okay, so I, they just split it into two episodes instead of one two-hour thing. Cool. Start the first episode. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's watch the uh, the second episode. The second episode doesn't exist, Shaf. It's a, they tr- tried to trick me into watching a behind-the-scenes making <laughs> of this show. And you know I turned that off immediately. I just want to, I just wanted to shame the CW into tricking me into thinking that there were two episodes when there was only one. Okay, moving on. As I sat down to watch Superman and Lois, a CW show, a CW show where, uh, let's, I mean, there's no reason to hide it. These are, the, the listeners know, Shaw. I traditionally have not been a fan of these. Uh, the, the Flash, even though I've only watched a couple episodes, I have enjoyed, so I'll give it that. Uh, like I mentioned, Crises on Infinite Earths won Worst Show Geeky Award from me two years in a row. <laughs> uh, Batman, or excuse me, Batwoman, which we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, I had a lot of notes, uh, including Batwoman vomiting on somebody that she had just saved. <laughs> if that doesn't make sense, go back and listen to that episode. So I sat down in front of my TV. I pulled out my phone, got the notes app open because you know I likes to take notes when when a show like this is on and I'm going to have thoughts, I'm going to 
I'm going to be like, why did they do this? Stupid. Make a note. Because that's half the fun, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway. So I watched Superman and the Lois. I got to the end of this. And I had to tell you, I looked at my phone to look at my notes. I didn't write one thing down, Shaf. You know why? Because I didn't hate it. (laughs) I actually watched a CW show that wasn't half bad. Can you believe it, Shaf? I can believe it because I felt the same way. I really enjoyed it. It was a great. It was a great pilot. Yeah, I was really interested. I, I, the the take on Superman, I thought was really interesting. Now I'm not an avid Superman reader, Shaf. So if I am about to say something is different from the comics, please just just let me wallow in my own ignorance. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with Superman in the comics to say that he's had a series where he's been married and have and has two teenage children. Um, but I liked that take. So if it is a comic book series, feel free to point it out to me so maybe I can read it. Uh, but I, I did like this take where at the beginning of the series, it's, you know, just a real quick flashback of Superman hitting it, hitting Smallville. Imagine... Anytime they show a baby in a series, especially a baby like the baby they showed in this, where the shell opens up and the baby's there and the baby's just sitting there crying and there's water all over it, that baby doesn't know what's going on. What? <laughs> Mom, what do you let these people do this to me? Is what I imagine is going on in that baby's head. <laughs> the actor I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, it gives you the shot of uh, of Clark landing in Smallville, shows him uh, the, the tragic death of his father, uh, him saving somebody in the classic Superman suit where the kid says, I like your suit. Thanks, my mom made it for me. <laughs> and he flies <laughs> off. That got a laugh out of me. Um, yeah, because he says it so earnestly, so like innocently and pure. Like, like it was a real it, compliment that somebody gave it to him and he was super proud of it. Like, thanks, yeah. my mom made it for me. I can't even <laughs> deliver it. The way I'm delivering the line doesn't, no justice to the way he delivered that line. It well, was and then so he has perfect. like this really cheesy grin too. Like he's in comparing to like a Henry Cavill, like he's a, he's a much more smiley Superman. <laughs> you know? It's so funny that you say that because my wife was there with me. She wasn't watching, but she was sort of like half watching. Usually in situations like this, she's clearly not interested, but she just sort of like, well, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm going to be on my phone. And, I would point out to her that how this take on Superman is so different than like Henry Cavill in particular, uh, night and day. And I like this one better, I think. Um, yeah. And it of course switches to the present day Superman where he is married to Lois Lane. He has two teenage children. Maybe they have powers. Maybe they don't. Uh, one is an all-star athlete. In his high school, one has a severe social anxiety disorder, and it's him dealing with uh, his life and his family and the responsibilities of his, being a father and being Superman. And that's the premise of the show. And you know what? I liked it. I felt engaged the whole time. I didn't, I fully anticipated sitting down to, to criticize this show from top to bottom based on my past experiences of the CW. But that didn't happen, Shaf. It didn't happen. 
I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah, no, I, I had plenty of notes, but most of them were, were actually all good notes. They were like, oh, it was like me catching something and being like, oh, I like that. Or, uh, ooh, that's like a nice nod to uh, Superman lore or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, like, for instance, the, the show opens, like you were saying, and he, uh, one of his first acts in Metropolis after he moves there as Superman is in his, his or like, old school like 1940s flesher cartoons. Um, he's saving a PT cruiser, a green, uh, a green PT cruiser and like setting it down and he saves a kid, which is very iconic. That imagery is, is so much of a match to the original action comics. Number one, which is the first, uh, first, I guess, appearance of Superman. And, and he's in that costume and he's saving, uh, he's basically putting down a green, vehicle. So like that they sort of recreated that was really, really cool to do like the first like opening montage. So I really liked that. Um, the, that nuclear reactor scene. So Superman has to save the day, Mm -hmm. uh, because a nuclear reactor is about to explode and take out Metropolis with it. I, I'm kind of, I made a note. I was like, this show doesn't even look like the rest of the CW verse. It's way more cinematic. The, you could tell they pumped some serious money into the special effects. It just, the colors. I had that same thought. Yeah. The colors were different. The special effects were stronger. Everything seemed like it was a movie, not a TV show. It did. It, it didn't look like the rest of the CW verse. I liked it. Yeah, you're right. It definitely had more of a cinematic flair. Not to the same level, obviously, but it definitely looks better. Uh, certainly better than Batwoman. I'll tell oh, you that. Yeah. By far. By far. Batwoman looks like CW-verse. Like, that looks like your run-of-the-mill type thing. But this this was another level. So I really appreciated that. If that's the what we can look forward to for the rest of the season, this is going to be a really well-put-together show. Um, I felt like he looks buffer too. Like he looks like super ripped. Now it looks kind of like a puffy costume thing. Like, like he's probably wearing like a muscle suit of some kind. I noticed that when he's, when he's, um, flying with the, the, the iceberg that he made, like yeah. he looks particularly thick, but when they're showing him as Clark Kent and walking around in Smallville, I mean, it didn't look like. Like Terry Crews walking around in a shirt too small for him, <laughs> like how they like to depict Superman in some in some comics, in particular All Star Superman. Uh, I one thing about the art, it's great art, don't get me wrong, but how it's just this big thick dude walking around in a three piece suit, and you're like, you telling me you don't know this guy's Superman? Come on, <laughs> come on, that's fair. That's come fair. on, come on. Um, I thought it was funny and very meta that. His son, Jordan, was playing Injustice 2. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> and, uh, Clark says, pretty good at being Superman. Superman's boring, Dad. Gah, dumb, Dad. Durr. I'm playing as Raiden. I'm playing as Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, Sonny, but a day. <laughs> I was like, I like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like that they... And by the way, I don't know for sure if there is a comic book reference to these two uh, sons. I don't think there is. I think this is, they're kind of going their own way with this. 
Um, but I like that Jordan, they're giving Jordan sort of like real life problems, like yeah. a, a social anxiety. That's something that so many viewers can probably relate to. Um, so it, it's a humanizing thing and, I, and it's a nice um, layer for him as a mm-hmm. character. So he's not just, he's not just a son. He's got his own problems that he's working through. So, um, so I like that about him on the to-do board in their kitchen. There were so many sweet references. So they talk about Dr. Donner, which mm-hmm. is an obvious nod to Richard Donner, uh, the director of the original Superman movie. Uh, there's a note uh, to call Siegel and Schuster, which is a nod uh, to Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, the creators of Superman, from his first uh, comic, Action Comics number one. And then in the next scene at breakfast, there's a thing on the, the same board that says reschedule Dr. Reeve, which is, of course, a nod to Christopher Reeve. So there were a lot of little sprinklings of Easter eggs here and there for like nice. the, the eagle-eyed viewer or and someone who can appreciate Superman like history. So I did not notice a single one of those. <laughs> so kudos to whoever spotted that. Well, it, what's funny, though, is they kind of got a little lazy by the end of the episode because they kept naming things after Schuster. So, like, there was, like, Schuster Mines and Schuster this and Schuster. It was, like, everything was Schuster. <laughs> we get it. Schuster. Um, when you saw the armored villain, mm-hmm. did you who did you think that was before they, they revealed it at the end of the episode? Did I you was, think it was who you thought it was? I was like, I can't believe Master Chief is in this. <laughs> what kind of universe crossover is this? No, I had no idea. Look like who it a Spartan. Was. Yeah, he does. Uh, look like a Spartan. It's revealed to be Lex Luthor. Um, please, 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 please let it be. Uh, let it be the guy that wasn't uh, that was Lex Luthor last time. What's his name? John Cryer. Him. Yeah, let it be John Cryer. I know for a fact please, it's please, not. Please, 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 please. Ah, oh, boo. No, it's. Uh, I forget his name, but. Uh, th- this Lex is black, and uh, uh, therefore I'm calling him Blex. <laughs> Blacks Luther. Blex. Blex. Blex Luther. Blex Luther. All right. Um, y- which is interesting, right? Because we've already got the Lex Luther in the Supergirl uh s- series played by John Cryer, and he's still alive. Um, in is fact, this- Cry. Sorry, is this in the same universe? Like, I know that in Crisis on Infinite Earth, everything's smooshed together into one universe. Am I remembering that right? Or did that not happen? No, that did happen. Except that some characters uh, ended up getting duplicated. As far as, like, you know, they, they left their universe and ended up on the Earth Prime, if that makes sense. So Okay, so there's, like, two Lex Luthers running around? That's what they're basically, I think, kind of getting at is that this Lex Luthor is from a different, like, parallel Earth, one of the other Earths in the, in what was the multiverse. So that reminds me, the only thing I did roll my eyes at in this episode is when Lex Luthor, before you know it's Lex Luthor, but when Lex Luthor is fighting Superman in outer space and stabs him in the chest with kryptonite. It's the thing that I always complain about. I was like, how come kryptonite is so readily available all the time in these shows? I just don't yeah, get it. Yeah, seriously. Well, and then <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, I'm going to need more kryptonite. When he goes back to his ship at the end of the episode, he's like, 
he's talking to the computer voice and, and he's like, we're going to need more, more, uh, more kryptonite. I'm going to take, take him down. And she's like, okay, we'll go ahead and locate some more. It's like, yeah, let's I'll get some more from this like, planet that exploded. <laughs> like, hold on, let me go on Amazon. Oh, it should be here tomorrow. <laughs> same day <laughs> delivery. They have Got same it. day delivery for that kryptonite order. <laughs> yeah, I did roll my eyes at that, but I didn't suspect it was Lex Luthor. I just sort of, again, because I'm, you know, I'm very casual when it comes to the CW verse, and I know I, I have. Based on Crisis on Infinite Earths, I sort of vaguely remember what happened to this. So I didn't think Lex Luthor. And then when they said, Mr. Luthor, is it you? Or whatever they said. Yeah. I was like, um, ooh, baby. I originally thought maybe it could be like Zod. But the fact that he required a suit to fly, it was just like he was like rocket powered and stuff. I was like, well, he's not going to be Kryptonian. He's aware of Kryptonians, but he, there's no way that he would be Kryptonian. Because then he wouldn't need all that extra stuff to do the same things that, that Clark can. So, so that's when I was like, I don't know who the heck this is. And when they revealed it to be Captain Luther, very, like a various version of, of uh, Lex Luthor, I was a little bit let down because it's, I mean, Superman and Lex Luthor, that's kind of like peanut butter and jelly, right? You got to have those two, but it would have been nice to see them dig a little deeper and go with, maybe a lesser established or lesser seen uh, villain in the Superman mythos. Like I would have rather seen like a brainiac or something. Mr. McDick. <laughs> Mr. McDick. Every podcast episode that features you talking about Mixel Pitalik is the best ever. So. Yeah. This is the best um, ever. Mr. McDick. I can't say his name. I just heard you say it. I don't even remember it. Mixelpitalik. Not going to remember. <laughs> um, do you think that both sons have powers? Yes. Because they kind of do a little twist, and they it turns out Jordan's the one with powers. I still think Jonathan ha- clearly has powers. I saw the kid throw a football and break a rope. Yeah. He's got powers. They both do. Okay. Um. I said the worst part about this episode isn't even related to the episode. I said it's all the fucking ads and the commercial breaks on the CW TV website. Shoot, they really want me to see that new movie with uh, with Tom Holland where where you can see what he's thinking. <laughs> Chaos walking or whatever. Yeah. Chaos and something. And Daisy Ridley. Or Daisy. <laughs> what's her name? Ridley? Daisy, Daisy Ridley? Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's so different looking in this. But, you know, daddy still like. So it's fine. Uh, But yeah, you're right. There was a lot of ads in particular for that movie. I was blown away by how long those breaks were. Like that is the most excruciating part of trying to keep up on CW shows is that if you don't watch them in the moment, if you don't have TiVo or some kind of DVR setup where you can watch them and then fast forward through commercials, you got to sit through that garbage because there's, you can't watch it. Like Hulu doesn't have it saved that way. There's no, like, unless you go and are watching the old seasons, if you're watching the stuff happening now, you got to sit through that garbage. It is so stupid. Yeah. And it was advertised as the two hour series premiere shop. And if you watched the same show I did, you saw it was 112, or it was one hour and 12 minutes. Yeah. And that's that with means credits. it yeah. was 48 minutes of commercials. If you watched this on TV. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
I did have one note and it's a little bit of a concern for the show and I, uh-huh. I, know, I know they'll figure it out, but the show is called Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. So right now, as of the pilot episode, they did not give Lois much to do at all. She was so much a supporting character. In fact, she was had less to do than the sons. So to me, they're going to need to figure out a better balance. If they're going to call the show Superman and Lois, then they need to find a better way to balance both characters and create make them both interesting. Because if they can't figure that out, then it's really a Superman show, not a Superman and Lois show. Um, clearly, they're bringing Morgan Edge in as an adversary for Lois to deal with, while Superman has Captain Luther to deal with. Um, <clears throat> but right now the, the pilot just was so focused on Superman, so focused on his kids, barely focused on Lois. So that's a concern of mine. I hope they fix it, but that the, the balance is, is way off right now. Yeah. Good point. I didn't notice, but no. Yeah. in in hindsight, you are correct. And I mean, if it if they, if they just want to make it a Superman show, that's fine. I mean, I'm okay with it being Superman and Lois, but I've never considered Lois to be the draw of Superman. You know, like that's not what people are going to watch a Superman show for is what's Lois Lane doing? You never read those Lois Lane comics? <laughs> I read the fan fiction. <laughs> uh, fan but I mean, fiction. she's a great actress. Lois Lane is a cool character. Uh, I want to see CW, you know, rise to the challenge of really presenting a balanced uh, ticket here with both of them. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Yes, we will. If I remember to watch, which I may or may not do. But you would you would watch another episode? I didn't. I didn't hate it. Like I said, it's just remembering to watch it (laughs) (laughs) is the problem. Uh, But I do. I, I did like it. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. They finally, the CW finally made a show that didn't turn me off immediately. So kudos. Yeah. Kudos. I, the last thing I want to say is I, I, I really like that, you know, with Superman, it's kind of hard because he's so, uh, he's so strong. He's so powerful. Uh, he has very few weaknesses. How do you make a character like that interesting enough, you know, to, and, you know, with kryptonite being so readily available, as you said, like it's such a and it's a weakness that everybody knows and can exploit. And it's did, nice didn't to they see say, that. Oh, sorry. Didn't they say at one point that Superman told everybody that his, his kryptonite was his weakness? <laughs> I don't remember that, but you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there was a passing line like hinting or straight up saying that. Uh, or maybe no or maybe i'm remembering the superman movies (laughs) and not this show yeah maybe that's what i'm thinking of it's nice to see that like his weaknesses now on this show are just the aspect of how does how does someone who is i think i actually i typed it up here let me grab it i said da 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 Maybe I didn't write it. Okay, I didn't write it. Shoot, I didn't write it. Okay, anyways, um, how does a character balance? If they can, if they can be so fast and, and fly and have all these powers, how can they balance being everywhere at once? 
How can they be a supportive father? How can they be a doting husband? How can they, uh, how can this type of a person save the day, but also save time for their family? Like that's, that's a hard balance. And as a, as a new dad, I'm having troubles with that balance sometimes. Like I have time for work. I have time for baby does not leave a whole lot of time for me. It certainly doesn't leave a lot of time for me and Sarah. So I'm like trying to work on that balance and find it a new normal. And so I can appreciate like Clark's situation. Like he's got to find a way to balance it all while still being Superman. So it's a, it's a cool weakness and a cool problem for him to have because it's not so simply solved with powers. Yeah. Great point. I would agree. I can also relate. That's right. You definitely can. You figured yeah. it out though. Cause he's, you've kept him alive uh, for a lot longer than uh, going on two and a half alive. years. So <laughs> not bad. Father of the year over here. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is our episode. Thank you so much. We hope that you'll check out Superman and Lois. Let us know what you think about it and, uh, and keep us posted on, uh, on, ideas for quest uh, oculus quest video games for multiplayer and all sorts of stuff we appreciate any feedback ideas on uh future episodes and things like that um if you're looking to follow us on individual social media you can follow wonder rob at wonder rob w-o-n-d-e-r-r-o-b on twitter and instagram uh and on instagram and facebook you can find me at shoff v-o-s-h-o-f-f v as in voice o as in over and then I did not write this down on this uh, agenda, but you can find uh, our corrections department, Darth Vibbert, who's Mark Vibbert, at Mark Vibbert. That's M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T, and that's on, I believe, Twitter and Instagram. You got it. Uh, now, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to review us. Uh, as far as next week goes, you know what? Geek news happens fast. And we are ready for it. So we're not going to tell you what we're going to be covering next week, but we can tell you this much. It's going to be very geeky and you're going to love it. Hell yeah. (laughs) With that in mind, we will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Wonder you guys are fucking lame. Bum, 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 bum. Wonder Rob. Also, Shaf is here too. <laughs> hey Alexa, I want you to fucking fart for me. I think you just whispered to me. From now on, when you whisper, I will whisper back. Oh, you're you a dirty bitch. Turn oh off whispering. Oh my god, Alexa. Fart for me. Okay, here's big fart. Oh, shit. Oh. That was a deep one. Oh, yeah. Shall I play another fart sound? Yeah, give me another one. Come on.